one. What up, world? Yo, 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 Lance. What's going on, man? I'm good, brother. I'm good. You know, just throwing some eggs. (laughs) Good times. Yeah, man. What have you been up to? Uh, Just working on my thesis. It is. It's nice and fun. You want to hear the prompt? Yeah, go for it. All right, let's see. Uh, it's, it's a little wordy. Um, Van's, uh, Hans Earls von Balsadar's aesthetic nature was a central influence in his faith and his development as a theologian. This nature allowed him to produce inspiring works that helped man come to know God through his creation. Balthazar's seminal anthology, referred to as the Trilogy, is a systematic theology that places beauty at the heart of the Lord, and his beauty is what initiates faith. This juxtaposition to transcendentalism is a defense against modernism and creates a revival of patristic trust and returns theological thought to the core teachings of Christ and the early church fathers. The theological tenets put forth by Balthazar are fruitful pluralities and create a restoration of the faith. Wow. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, And it's like an introduction because, dude, the trilogy that I mentioned, it is 11 works and they're all like tomes and there's three different parts of it. It's it's huge. And I have not started to read those. I've just been reading like the summaries by other academics, (laughs) basically the cliff notes for grad school. (laughs) Some lighter reading. Yeah. Uh huh. That's wild. But, yeah, man. How about yourself? What you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? There's been a lot of snow over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to uh, I went to the dentist. Did I tell Ooh. you that? No, I have not heard about that. No, that was cavity fun. free. Yeah, no cavities. Nice. No cavities. Just uh, just gotta get a just a little cleaning action. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I gotta go um, get that myself. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. I. Uh, what else did I do? Don't I you explore... love the feeling when you leave the dentist after a cleaning? You're like, ooh, so clean. Yeah, it feels like you got like uh, some tiles up there, man. Mm-hmm. It's like going through the car wash for your mouth. No, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. You get a, you get that deep clean, and you're just like, ah, that so good. detail. Yeah, so good. Um, yeah, man. There's been a bunch of snow over here. Um, there's been a lot of snow in Texas. I saw too. They mm-hmm. they like crashed their power grid. That Dude, was hilarious. My friends down in uh, Houston. Yeah. Austin, sorry, Austin, and uh, no, Houston. Yeah, Houston's where all the power outages are, right? I don't know. I think it was yeah. Dallas, and uh, I think it was just a lot of Texas. Yeah, where wherever she is, I forget which which Texan city. Uh, she checks into the, this hotel. She was supposed to be there for like four days, like starting on Thursday, leaving on Sunday. And the power goes out Saturday night in the hotel even. So the hotel doesn't have a generator. She's supposed to check out on Sunday to catch her flight. All flights are canceled, I think, until Thursday Yeah, yeah. from that airport. So she has to try. She's like, okay, well, I guess I have to stay in this hotel. The hotel's like, you can't because we're completely booked up. Plus we don't have power. So she has to find this hotel that has a generator drive like 40 minutes away. And she's just basically staying in this hotel room doing, you know, the work <laughs> that she has to do for a couple of days until she can fly out. It's Man, dude. nuts. So that's wild in the middle of a pandemic, no less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy, man. They, yeah. Apparently Texas has its very own electrical grid, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's, it's like Texas and then it's the West 
Western you, we like share electric electrical grids with uh, Canada, apparently, mm -hmm. which yeah, is crazy. The, the power outage, like uh, early 2000s back in New York, it affected all of New York and then parts. Of, I think it went up into Toronto. Uh, yeah. Toronto. And then maybe even over like towards Quebec. The Quebecois. Quebecois, dude. Favorite city I've ever been to is Montreal. Well, second favorite city is Montreal. I'm Ugh. screwing up, man. I, I went on, I, there was a lay, I, I had a lay over there and it was a, like an insane airport. It was so cool, but mm -hmm. uh, I never kind of ventured out into the city. Dude, I, it's sort of, I like to describe it as like hipster Brooklyn meets like classical French. Like yeah, everybody's exactly. super nice, but it's like, really ultra cool like out there experimental the art and music scene is amazing i mean that's you know arcade fire who's coming out of montreal that alone yeah. just tells you how how sweet the music scene is uh and uh they have really cool museums really cool uh, libraries it's this massive cool like free public library you can go in all the time just check it all out some of the best food in the world it's just <clears throat> i love Montreal. little little neon bible action mm-hmm yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I love all the the French Canadians were some of my favorite people when I was traveling, like French Canadian backpackers. Mm -hmm. They were always like these like insane guys that seemed like they were in Cirque du Soleil and just these like this mixture of cute, gorgeous women. Oh, I, I can't. They were beautiful like, people. Just beautiful. they were like they were all super friendly and mm -hmm. uh, just very willing to hang out and and make out and be sexual or be hilarious or do yeah. anything. <laughs> I met a, uh, I was there uh, a couple of years ago and I sat down, went up to this rooftop bar that overlooks like the mini Notre Dame. They have their own Notre Dame in Montreal. Wait, they, they've got their own Notre Dame. Yeah. It's the same structure. It's a little bit smaller, but there's this hotel that overlooks it. And so I go up and getting a drink there and just overlooking it. And I'm talking to the bartender. And he gives me a couple of really cool speakeasies. I could talk about the speakeasies in Montreal for way too long. So I'll just put that to the side. Uh, but this guy just gives me his phone number. He's like, hey, hit me up whenever you're back in town. He came and stayed with me in New York when he visited. And then nice. I've seen him again when I went back to Montreal. And we just keep in touch. We're like, yo, what's going on, man? So it's just like immediate hospitality, immediate, just, Hey, you want to check out my city? Oh, you want to check out my city? Just this reciprocal love for, you know, adventure. Yeah. You made a new friend. Mm -hmm. I made a friend. Hello friend. How are you doing today, buddy? Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love, I love stuff like that. Just people that are just completely willing to just meet new people and be like, Hey, what's up? And like brag about their city. Yeah. You know, or brag about their town. I'm sure that mm -hmm. I'm sure that small town people are pretty hospitable too, but maybe don't get as many uh, visitors yeah. as big cities. But yeah, I love that. I love that vibe, that home mm -hmm. sweet home kind of vibe. That's what we're missing right now during COVID. All this uh, interchangeable meeting up with people haphazardly, kind of just as fate would have it type of thing. It sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. Everybody's stuck indoors. It sucks. But, yeah, that uh, that snowstorm will be here on Thursday, actually. So I don't know if you guys are going to get it. No, dude. Well, that the Texas it, snowstorm is oh, moving okay. up and going to hit Virginia on Thursday. Uh, the vortex. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So two days away. Uh, got a bulk, vortex. 
most of the snow on the ground is melted. We got another snowstorm and T minus one month and counting until daylight savings. One month. And then, and then I refuse to ever change my clocks again. You're just going to go on your own? Just No, I'm going on my own. I've got mm-hmm. my Bitcoin. I've got my yep. clocks. And I'm just going to do like a Bitcoin clock vacation and never, <laughs> and never go back to the dark the dark ages is what I call them. The, Mm -hmm. the daylight savings bullshit from November to March. The worst is when it, you know, jumps forwards or no, I'm sorry. Jumps back. That's what we're having now. Right. That's the spring one. Spring, spring forward is the best. Yeah. Fall back. Spring forward is the best because then you have like an entire season of warm weather and like Mm -hmm. it stays light outside till like eight or nine at night. Yeah. No, it's the Ah. fall back in what, uh, whenever it is, I don't pay attention. Fall back in November, November, yeah, right next Dude, to your birthday. Working, working bars that close at four a.m. on the fallback yeah. sucked because it was an yeah, extra that, hour of work. It, yeah, you hit two o'clock and you just go, "Oh, cool, three o'clock hits." Oh, it's two o'clock again. Awesome. Dude, working <laughs> at a bar that doesn't close till four, I feel like you're getting to bed at six, maybe yeah. seven. I would leave typically at about five thirty after doing the whole count and clean in. And that was, I would get to in my bed by five thirty six If I was, if I was in walking distance, when I was working at bars, this was always in New York. When I had to take the subway and I was like an hour away from home, I get home at 7am. Yeah. And you're so amped from a night of work anyway, that you can't go to bed right away. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'll yeah. tell you when you work from, six o'clock to seven o'clock and six at night to seven o'clock in the morning you don't have that like bubbly juice that you typically get when you're when you get off a shift you're just dead you just hit the you're bed ju- and just go whoop you face plant yeah but then you, of course did you uh i knew those after hour bars so i would just oh you know, yeah the the whole the the alleyways the holes mm-hmm. in the the sewer bars yeah yep oh. the teenage mutant ninja turtle bars i'm down mm-hmm. with that dude and did that you carry rat. that would be a great name for like a secret like speakeasy the radical rat and it's underground the underground radical rat uh-huh <laughs> boom boom the radical rat patical tat pat pat um did you carry a machete around with you at all in new york yeah no nah, any any knife is actually a leak like a pocket knife or anything like that's illegal in new york city you can't well, did carry you carry on you. did you carry anything for protection or were you just like oh, i'm cool uh, for the most part, I was just like, I'm cool. Uh, there yeah. were only a couple times I was walking home from work one day and this dude decided to, I could tell this guy was following me cause I took some weird turns and I finally like cut around the corner and I turned back around and walked toward, and then I knew he's going to cut this corner and I'm going to be like right there. And when he turns, I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he, nice. just, he like opens up his eyes and he just starts sprinting away. So, classic new york yeah just you've just got to be confrontational if you're not then people are gonna you know take advantage get so. out of here mm-hmm. get the hell out of here get out of here yeah i've only been to new york once actually to go see a yankees game but nice. it, it was it was fun i remember feeling super overwhelmed that i couldn't see the horizon you know mm-hmm. but that's just a classic country boy problem yeah. Yeah. I went to a couple of Yankee games. I was fortunate. The, uh, the vendors that I, we were buying beer from, uh, when I was the bar manager, I would get free tickets for a lot of stuff. And that was one of nice. them. Nice. 
we went to go see the Yankees play the Phillies. The Yankees beat the Phillies. And the chant I will never forget is, uh, <laughs> you're adopted. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a brilliant chant. It makes mm-hmm. no sense, but it's pretty cruel. Yeah, unless there was a player on the Phillies that was adopted, like a pitcher I know, or maybe, something. Well, maybe we that's what happened. Know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Uh-huh. I, I sure as shit didn't know the background of Mariano Rivera's life. So maybe uh, – <laughs> or, Der- or Derek Jeter. Funny mm-hmm. story about Derek Jeter, actually, when we used to, in high school, play Halo. I, you know, you get to, like, name your, mm-hmm. you name your character. Um, my – I, the two, the two that I would always do were my Derek Jeter and, uh, it in the butt. So <laughs> it would come up, you shot it in the butt or you stuck it in the butt. But, uh, I think my Derek Jeter was my go-to halo screen name for a while. You, sh- you got to ask Cody about it. There was a couple other classics. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Little basement part, little video game mm-hmm. basement party, man. Those when are we going to get, Oh, yes, they were. They were like not as nerdy as land parties, but still nerdy. Like we mm-hmm. were. I mean, I was. I won't speak for anyone else, but I was somewhat of a loser in high school. You know, just very unique and cool, but definitely still like. I was unique like, and cool, but a loser. You know, losers kind of harsh. I shouldn't be so mean to myself. I should be very compassionate. Positive to affirmation. You are what you think. Exactly. Exactly. I am beautiful i went to high school and i was a dolphin mm-hmm. i went to sea world high school i am a dolphin high schooler i just i just want to have flippers i know man i do want to have flippers bro but i would want to have yeah. flippers that i could like interchange between arms and legs you know like i would want to have the anamorph okay Not, you know i wouldn't want to change into a dolphin but i would definitely want to anamorph oh that's a good question. If you could anamorph into any animal, what would it be? Um, a hawk. A hawk. Ooh. Yeah. Any what about type you? of hawk? A falcon. A falcon. Like a peregrine, yeah. just like dive bomb yeah. things the whole time. Exactly. Nice. Just a just a beast, man. Like a modern day dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What about you? Oh man. You got it. Like I had it's... to, you know, that way I'm an apex predator, but I also get to fly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's why it's, it's, I'm torn between flight or sw- like swimming, like being like mm. a sperm whale and going as far down into the depths, like attacking giant squid. That'd be nice. Dope. That would be mm-hmm. sick. That would be, that would be cool. I, it would get a little bit muffled, a little bit dark. Yeah. But no, you have all those extra senses. Oh, that's like, true. Ah. Yeah, yeah. You, maybe you could be one of those uh, people with, like, one of those fish with the underbite and the crooked piranha teeth with the, like, flashlight coming out of its head. <laughs> yeah, the viper fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. No, that that would be boring, just being in the dark waiting for some some shadow yeah. to swim by. Yeah, and, uh, so, you, so sperm whale is your answer? That's not bad. Yeah, I just, I think it'd be cool. Check out all, because you could still go close enough to like the shallows where you could like check out some of the coral and stuff. Yeah. Not swimming like in the coral, but then you can go like really far out and explore the depths of the ocean that man has never seen. Exactly. Get real down in there. Mm -hmm. That'd be crazy to drain the ocean. What sort of shit is down there? Dude, it'd be wild. 
That'd be how crazy. Much, how much just garbage is down there? <laughs> oh, it'd just be a massive amount of garbage and like a tiny amount of insanely valuable shit. Mm-hmm. Like cool shit. Like actually maybe not even a tiny amount. Probably like a pretty, not compared to the garbage, but probably yeah. still a pretty big amount of like cool, valuable mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, you know? What, lots of skeletons. We've only explored something around like 2% of our oceans. Yeah, lots of skeletons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fucking wild, man. Yeah, man. Well, okay, then we've talked about that, but what is your feeling on superpowers? Would you rather have invisibility, the ability to fly, the ability to read minds, or the, uh, yeah, those three? So read minds, invisibility, or flight. Yeah. All right. And it's just those powers. So if you or su- or super strength, super strength is the last so, one. So super strength. All right. So with super strength, you would just be strong, but you wouldn't have super speed. With flight, you would just be able to fly. So you'd essentially just be hovering. With super. Now you could fly, however, how you wanted to. No, like you would, but you couldn't go faster than you can physically move now, or could you go uh, like the speed of sound? Oh uh, well, I guess. Power. Technically, that's two different superpowers. Yeah. So you would be you'd be flying like as fast as you could run. Okay. I guess. Ooh. See, reading minds. I think I would go too evil with it. Like I would just, if I could read everybody's thoughts and like go into like manipulation mode, I think that would be like too too bad yeah. for that would be too bad for me. Detrimental. Um, flight would be cool, but because it's at the speed that I can run. I really want to get anywhere that that quicker. I mean, you um, could. I mean, you wouldn't have to use roads or sidewalks. Yeah. But. Or like, yeah, I could just like whoop, out out the window, whoop, down on yeah. the ground. Uh, I would go with. Well, if I could fly, I could just always beat Ninja Warrior. Yeah, just, that's whoop, true. Whoop. Um. Are you jacked with super strength? Like, do you look strong? Yeah, why not? All right, cool. I'm going to go... I'm going to go super strength then. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. I think it's the most... Like, it would help me out the most during the day. And then you also have the most competitions. Like, you could do strongman. You could just go and be like a boxer and be like, bam, you're knocked out. Ha ha! Millions of dollars. Okay. Let me ask you this. If you... If I added manipulation of time, would you still choose super strength? Oh, manipulation of time. Dude, the thing with manipulation of time that always scares me is this fable of this uh, young boy. He goes to school and he fails a test. And as he's walking back from home, he's just thinking, I wish I could just skip to next week because I know I'm going to get in trouble for failing this test. And this old little hag walks across the street and stops him and gives him this silver ball of yarn and every time he pulls this thread pulls the thread just a little bit he skips forward in time and so he skips forward through the week and then you know he goes and meets a girl and then he gets embarrassed one time he pulls the thread further he skips forward a month they get married but then they get into an argument he pulls it forward and in the course of you know a week he's lived his entire life out of because he was fear of the consequences of things and i think i think i would fixate too much on trying to fix things in the past as opposed to just trying to make tomorrow better and i would live too much in the past if i could travel back good answer 
Although I would love to pause things once in a while. Mm -hmm. Pausing would be great. I don't know about fast forwarding or rewinding, mm -hmm. but, but pausing would just be amazing. It's the Zach Morris superpower that cheap. Yeah. Say by exactly. the bell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he addresses or breaks the fourth wall. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I guess breaking the fifth wall would be, I don't, I don't remember what breaking the fifth wall is actually. Yep. I do not know, but break. That might be the fifth. Wall. I think that might be Ace Ventura talking to the camera with his asshole, but I'm not. Ah, uh, that's really actually sure. a good one. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, oh, Does it say anything? dude. So it's uh, it's basically you're Tarantinoing it. Uh, you're referring to a previous work of fiction while oh, in the fourth wall. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. I thought it was something trippy like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, God, Tarantino, Tarantino, man. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Did you see that shit? Dude, awesome, awesome. I hate, I hated it. What? Yeah, I thought what? it was the worst movie he's done. It was like an okay. No, I movie. think, I think, uh, what is it? Um, what's the one in the cabin? Oh, the Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, yeah. You, it was no, it's Hateful Eight's like right above Hollywood. Nah, see, Hateful Eight was just so slow. Dude, what did you like about Hollywood? Oh, my God. It didn't make any sense, man. And it was, like, rambling on. That there, was no, there was no progression of the plot. Mm -hmm. And then in the very final, like, 20 minutes, Tarantino's like, all right, let's make it interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't say it wasn't a, like, cyclical narration. It wasn't, there wasn't a full story arc. It was just the story being told and then something crazy happened. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of like little little mini arcs that didn't kind of mm -hmm. wrap themselves up. Yeah. Um, what was I the what was the name of the actress that was killed by the Mansons? Oh, damn! What was her name? I, Margot I Robbie is a yeah, babe. That's I know. all I know. Um, what was Sharon it? Tate? Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. That's right. The yeah. cool thing, what I liked about. Um, the, the movie, the script, the story was that Quentin Tarantino went to uh, Sharon Tate's sister and had heard that she really did, her sister really didn't want this movie to be made, didn't want Sharon Tate's story to be told. And really? Tarantino asked to have a meeting and sit down and just explain the story and what was going to happen. And he sits down and he starts going through the story and shows that it's not, it's a complete fictional tale. You know, Sharon Tate doesn't die in the movie. Um, there's a sort of a redemptive quality about the movie uh, through that side of it. And her sister was so just thankful that Tarantino took out, the, took out his time to go and talk to her to get her approval because he straight up said, if you tell me not to make this movie, I won't make it because out of respect for uh, her family. And the jewelry and some of the dresses that Margot Robbie wears in the movie are actually Sharon Tate's. Her sister no gave it to Tarantino because she was so grateful that uh, how the story was going to be told and the respect for the family and respect for Sharon, that yeah, she gave him a bunch of her stuff to use and wear. Um, and it, I, huh. just that alone, I was just like, that's really cool. Just from, I will give that movie mad respect, even if I hadn't seen it. I liked the storyline. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I thought it was engaging. Um, I love spaghetti westerns and just that little bit of a feel to it, but yeah, that's just a, a beautiful little bit of, you know, 
Dude, how much of a West- good guy he is, you know? Spaghetti Westerns, Django Unchained is a masterpiece. Yeah. Oh, okay. Django. We cannot we can agree oh, on that, right? Yeah, masterpiece. I'm trying to think of Django's my favorite. You see, I alternate. It just there's two tiers for me. There's mm-hmm. the Tarantino will be an immortal director tier, and then there's the I'm a Hollywood director pumping out a movie tier. Mm-hmm. And I just don't. Uh, you know, Hollywood wasn't once upon a time in Hollywood wasn't a bad movie. It was just kind of like a, a B minus in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite, absolute favorite, always kind of switches around, but it, it, it rotates between Django, Bastards and uh, Kill Bill. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah, that's no, kind of because see, I have it, a huge crush on uh, Uma Thurman. Yeah, I mean, beautiful. Who doesn't? Yep. Yeah. And yeah, and she's just a badass with a sword. Oh, yeah. She's just like, ah. <laughs> uh, well, then obviously. Slice the me classic. open, please. That, bleh, Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, it's like, it's, they're so iconic that you kind of, they don't even seem like movies to me at this point. It's like, it's like, oh, I like Reservoir Dogs. It's like, oh, no mm-hmm. shit. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't. Yeah. I I think Inglorious Bastards is probably my favorite, just as a for my own, you know, what I really like, you know, my style. Um, yeah. But ah man, I think his best just story, just straight up story, might be. Oh, I don't want to. True Django. Romance. True romance. I'm gonna go true romance. Oh, are we counting true romance? Okay, then. As, yeah, a st- okay. as just a straight, awesome story. Cool, great dialogue. Um, phenomenal actors, dude. Uh, Greg Ullman in that movie is hilarious. Gary Ullman. Gary. Gary Ullman. Gary Ullman yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling him Greg. Hey, Greg. What's going on? Hey, Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to watch Mankiewicz or The Mank on Netflix the other day, and I couldn't get too far. Mm-hmm. but um but yeah dude oh true romance without a doubt is like his peak he i guess he was a no-name at that point so they wouldn't he, let him direct it he did um he'd Remember already done uh reservoir dogs really yeah are you sure yeah reservoir dogs was 92 and true romance was 93 oh damn i didn't yeah. know that I don't know why he sold. But Reservoir Dogs was uh, like independent, so he and then True Romance was his first, you know, feature. Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood, okay. big, getting money, stuff like that. Did and you ever also, see what um, from Dust Till Dawn? Dude, I think I saw that. That movie. I saw that before up. I even realized that there was a Quentin Tarantino in the world. I probably just, you know, somebody was watching it and I sat down. But all right. I'll have to I'll have to go back and check that one out. Yeah, that movie's fucked up. Dude, that's just it's just one of those movies where I like I look at and I have this prejudgment against George Clooney movies. <laughs> I just <laughs> Why? don't because I just don't like George Clooney movies. I've tried so many times. And I'm George just like, Clooney, eh. he always he always kind of plays the same guy. He's yeah. always like a break the fourth wall, kind of a little bit sarcastic kind of guy. Like, I feel like every movie he's in, he's Ocean's Eleven. He's Danny Ocean. Yeah. And that's he's basically that. 
And I think that's probably why I'm just like, nah, I, I feel like I already know the movie when I started George Clooney movie. But a lot of actors are like that, man. Jack Black is one of my favorite actors. Yeah, but Jack Black, at least, it's like that endearing quality. You know you're going to laugh. You know that you're going to... You know what you're getting from a Jack Black movie. But then he can also play in a way like a... Yeah, he does sort of play the same characters. But he can also go like crazy silly. Or he can go endearing. Or he can go charming. Like there is a little bit of, you know, Nacho Libre versus... You know, I don't try to think tropical of Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder is great. What's the Christmas movie he's in? You remember oh, that one? Yeah, with the girl from Titanic. Yep, Kate Winslet. Yeah, I never and saw that one. Jude Law and somebody. Oh, The Holiday. Oh, Get the Cameron corn Diaz. out of my face. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Uh, the lady and I watched it. I watched it for the first time uh, over the holiday season, and dude, I love that movie. It was just great. Just was a it good? Really, yeah, it's just a really good movie. It gives you all the feels. Like at times you're like sad and you want to cry because you're sad. And then you like, you start laughing and it ends. And Jude Law plays the most like perfect human being on the planet. Um, <laughs> well, that's because he is the perfect yeah, he human is. being. He probably <laughs> is, yeah. I, Jude Law's up there in my top five actors. Damn. Yeah. You're going to go there with me, huh? Yeah, why not? I don't know where I would go with with the top five. I think if I had to pick one, I'd go with Leo for sure. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I would say it's my style of movie. Everything that Jude Law is in and how he acts and how, what he portrays. Yeah. I know I'm going to like him as a character, even if he's playing like a bad guy or a villain. It's just, it's entertaining and I enjoy it. Uh, I wouldn't What's say the- he's the greatest actor, but yeah. Um, what sort of movie would you want to be in? Like, I feel like you could be like a very, you could play a very, uh, what's, what is it called when, the, oh, like a role character? What is it called? Oh, uh, method um, actor? Method actor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you could be, I, I see you in like a Western, Lance. Ooh, that's just because of the mustache right now. You could be in a Western <laughs> or you could be, um, you could be like, in foggy london town you look dude yeah. you've got a you've got a european look about you mm-hmm. dude i'm going for that uh have you watched peaky blinders no i haven't seen that ah oh, dude that is a show and a half right there just phenomenal i always it always pops up and i'm always uh in the middle of mm-hmm. it like in me- in media res so i don't have time for the days of smacking but uh mm-hmm. i should get on it dude yeah uh so whenever you get on it there's this uh, one of the brothers his name's Arthur and that's, that's the look I'm going to pull off. It's going to be great. Arthur. <laughs> Arthur. He's a freaking maniac. It's awesome. <laughs> I could see you playing a maniac. What, mm-hmm. you know what, I, you know, what would be fun though. I've always thought about doing this, um, adapting a screenplay for another period in time. So, uh, which, what, what is one, uh, do you remember that NWA movie? Mm, which one i don't know it was just the nwa movie straight out of compton oh yeah 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 uh-huh i was, oh, was sorry yeah that's the actual movie i was thinking about documentaries and stuff sorry yeah 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 yeah. no that movie was so good and i'd love to adapt it into into a western or adapt a uh adapt a kung fu movie into a star wars movie like mm-hmm. 
like sew a kung fu movie into a western movie and make it make it a star wars like your own star wars fan fiction dude yeah i mean a west in a way they have all those elements to them like star wars yeah. at least you know the, or the meditation uh, the lightsabers the lasers the gunfights or rewrite pinocchio into uh blade runner that would be wild what pinocchio is the android yeah exactly okay. all right all right <laughs> I speaking know of what, whales what yeah what futuristic animal would swallow pinocchio i don't know it'd be some sort of electric electric or, uh something or it's just pinocchio following into that uh the computer world that's just you push the rock up the hill every day that uh, yeah yeah i forget what the name of that program is yeah it's the i don't is that in the original movie you remember? No. Yes. Um, the Rock Up the Hill? Yeah, so uh, the... Oh, what's the lead character's name? I'm blanking today. Uh, so the the wife in the novel, in um, Philip K. Dick's novel, has this computer program that she plugs into every day, and it's like a spiritual awareness, and there's this mystical unknown leader that every day just encourages you to just push this rock up the hill and you never get to the top of it and then you clock you pull out and then the next day you plug back in and all you do for hours and hours is try to push this rock up the hill but you get absolutely nowhere damn that's like the mario running up the stairs that's wild or like uh roy do you remember the roy game from rick and morty Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like I might've mentioned that before, but, um, but yeah, Roy from Rick and Morty, same sort of thing. Um, that's crazy though, man. It did like, that is almost a form of, that'll be like a new form of spirituality, like injecting, injecting certain, I don't know, real, not injecting realities into your brain, but certain currents into your brain. I was looking into this the other day. Have you heard of TDCS? Yeah. It's like, transcranial uh direct stimulation i think i'm not mm-hmm. sure but it's but basically they strap you with a little headgear and uh th- this has been around since the 90s but it was like hospital equipment back then mm-hmm. uh they and they basically hook you up to a like a nine volt battery or something and it sends a certain electrical charge into your brain and it helps you focus and it's just a mood booster and you and you can like you basically strap it on in the but what I was going to say is I saw this, it, uh, they basically have come up with a consumer version of it. So mm-hmm. the consumer version is called lifted, I think with an I at the end, instead of an ID, instead of an ED, mm-hmm. L I F T I D. And, um, it's a consumer version. So you can, you do, you, uh, do it 20 minutes a day. You just strap it onto your head and you meditate or something. And it's supposed to be like a mood booster and it improves your focus. So I was thinking I might get, I might look into that because it's only like 150 bucks. Try it out. Yeah. I could use my stimulus check. Just mm-hmm. try it out. Yeah. You know, but it, it looks pretty dope, dude. Yeah. You're looking at, yep. Amazon prime, $149. Yeah. But there's yeah, a lot of, it good- looks like a, uh, like the VR goggles in a way, but it doesn't have the screen. It, like shut. Exactly. You put it on, you put it on your, your you put yeah. it on your uh, forehead instead of your mm-hmm. eyes. It's like snowboard goggles without the ability to see. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you don't put it over your eyes. It just straps onto your forehead 
and sends like really low voltage into your brain. So pretty nuts. I want to know, yeah, the, the science behind why that's helpful. Yeah, for sure. That it's, I think I we probably don't know. just go, oh, electric, electric shock therapy. Although it's super low, it's, I think it's, you are like I think hitting a current with your brain. There's different acronyms. So this one is TDCS. I think, mm -hmm. um, I can't remember what electroshock therapy is, but that's a different acronym. Yeah. Um, Just that's an old, that's like an current. old school. Yeah. An old school, like one flew over the cuckoo's nest type mm -hmm. one. But I, it's along the same lines, I think. But this is just a lower voltage and consumer product, I guess. Yeah, I'll have to do some some looking that up to figure out what it is. It's crazy. I've uh, I've looked into a few different uh, reviews of it, and most people are just like, "Yeah, it's great. I can mm -hmm. focus better. Um, I I get a better mood." Some people say it gives them a headache, so they like had to return it and buy one that you can like adjust, but it's more expensive. Okay. Um, so some people say that a few, like a few people say it doesn't really do much at all. And then some people are like, Oh my God, it cured my OCD. So mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty crazy. I, I got, I'm going to look into it for sure. Cool. Yeah, no, I, the only thing that I play around with is synchronicity. It's this app uh, for sleep. And you oh, just nice. plug in your headphones and it gives you, it's different soundscapes and it just creates this like very mellow chill. I've never been able to finish one because I'm always asleep before, <laughs> before it ends. Nice. They're about 40 minutes long and you have this progression. So there's stage one, two, three, four, five, I think is the final one. And each stage has different sounds and it trains your brain to when you hear these sounds, just basically hit your sleep cycle. Sick. It's like yeah. different frequencies. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. And there's, yeah, it's different frequencies, but it's all within like a soundscape. So there's like the one I listened to the other day is do, 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 synchronicity. Um, they have different like set. Oh man, you punk. Uh, just different. There's like landscape sounds. There's ocean sounds. There's city sounds. There's relaxation, excitement, Deep, cool. They have just different categories and topics, but you have to listen to the one previous before you can unlock the next, you know, sounds, whatever mm. it would be. So and just to pr train your brain in order to think, in order to realize that it's okay, time for sleep now. It takes you on a little journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's cool. What's it called? Synchronicity? Synchronicity, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that too, because mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy. I guess the the, we're at such the precipice, good vocab word, of, of brain science, you know, and like microscopic science. We don't know jack shit about the brain right now. Mm -hmm. We know that there's electricity in it. And we know there's different frequencies like, uh, you know, beta, alpha, beta, theta, and uh, delta. Mm -hmm. um, delta being the deep sleep. Yep. Theta being the one where you're like waking up and going to bed and you're in that like dreamlike state and you're in that like kind of like hyper creativity, like imagination state, mm. uh, like visualizing. And that's what and that's what people like me have a problem with. Uh, people with ADHD are constantly like 
in a higher, like have more theta levels in their brains, just, just some science papers. Mm-hmm. They have more, they have more theta levels in their brains. Whereas most people have like the beta, like, okay, let's get this shit done. Let's mm-hmm. focus. Let's, you know, do, do the first step and then the second step. So I'm hoping with this lifted device, this lifted device is supposed to increase beta waves. Okay. So kind of, it hypes your, it, you, it boosts your mood, but it also boosts your focus. And that's, that's why I'm getting in on this. Cool. Yeah, dude. You have to let me know uh, how it goes. Cause it sounds interesting. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, for me initially, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to zap my brain. I'm cool. Like, yeah, that's, that's I've totally, already, I've already sent enough things into my, my noggin that have uh, hurt. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get back to that that level yeah. balance, you know, give me a couple of months of, uh, basically just on a caffeine and water diet and mm, we'll, uh, caffeine and water. I bet your shits are glorious. I eat some stuff. I eat some, Oh, food. you eat stuff too. I, I okay. eat stuff. Oh, you eat uh, food too. Okay. I, I have some food, you know, dude, I've been on whole 30. I've been on whole 30 for like six weeks now. It's been crazy, mm-hmm. man. It's been awesome. I've been, I've lost like three pounds a week. I'm down like Oh, nice. Seven, 17 pounds from whole 30. Nice. Yeah. With, uh, my max and lowest over the last like month and a half, I just with keto was 25 pounds. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So, but I had, I had, a I had, a about 15 easy pounds to lose, especially for a dude. Oh, totally. <laughs> Same here, man. I, I like, had the, whoop! The pounds definitely needed to be lost. This is mm. not like there is no love lost on the pounds that are no longer here. Um, yeah, it's it's a good riddance type thing. It was all that. It was a lot of like Christmas bloating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like not good. Yeah, no, mine was the yeah all the family trips and stuff. And then it's like, all right, well, I'm going to eat what I eat here. So, You're going to eat what you motherfucking eat. Family trips. Are you talking yeah. about like riding in a car somewhere are you talking about your entire family taking a little acid yep that was it you know i spiked the punch bowl uh that you know it was a wild day but <laughs> dude get the warlocks to come and play man uh-huh it was great good yeah, jerry garcia showed up i don't know dude, if he was wild. there or not but i heard him dude so after um i started watching that uh grateful dead uh documentary on mm-hmm. amazon prime and that was, shit was nuts apparently the vel- I think it was the Velvet Underground was also named the Warlocks at the time. Okay. So they were like, oh, we got to name it something else. And Jerry's like going through like a dictionary or some shit, like an old English dictionary. And his finger just landed on Grateful Dead. And it's kind of like a spiritual uh, tenet, basically. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? That's hilarious. He's just yeah. like, oh, okay, let's just open this up. Yeah, we. Uh, the- I, I can understand that, cause, dude. Naming a band is is a difficult. It's a difficult thing. It is, man. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, they were they were trying to nail it down, and then then when they did, they're like, "That's it." Yeah. That's dude, mine, it. Mine back in the day, we were trying to figure it out, and we wanted something like short and sweet, and basically we had to do the same thing. We just opened up a dictionary, and found something cool. Um, what was it manuetta manuetta yeah uh it's this like old-timey dance were you guys in like a a spanish string band nah like screamo dude 
Nice, bro. Yeah, dude. It was fun. Uh-huh. Nice, bro. We had a – it was such such a sad day. Um, the, uh, the MySpace page finally just, like, shut down, so you can't get any of the music or anything like that anymore. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, MySpace. I know, dude. It was, it was funny because for like a decade i could just if anybody wanted to hear this like really you know ah, we were good enough but uh just to hear the crazy sounds of my high school <laughs> i would just open up myspace and like oh here listen to this and then Dude. one day i went to like play it and realized nope it's all gone and i want to reach MySpace. out to my buddies and see if anybody still has one of our cds that we burned um but i've yet Dude. to do that millennials man we are in such a weird in-between time it's so crazy like is myspace still on online or not yeah myspace it's still used a lot for like artists and music that is still the big thing um okay you get like sound out there but with soundcloud and a couple other music platforms coming out i imagine that you know at some point it will just fade away yeah uh, it's still there I can still log into my MySpace account from 2002, I think. Nice. Yeah. A little, a little death cab for cutie. Mm-hmm. Just chat with Tom. Dude, I love me a little death cab, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, I never really got into death cab. They're, they're pretty good. They, no, they, I, uh, no, they're great, but I just never, you know, yeah. never got into them. Their, their name kind of makes them seem like they're lumped in with all those other kind of, uh, like bands like i'm trying to think of another band like hooba stank mm-hmm. and stuff like that but no they're i always thought of them more they're as like, amazing like pop punk just because of the name and then when you listen to them it's like nah they're just they're like no they're, they're just, heavier rock man yeah they're yeah they're just they're just rock and roll man mm-hmm. they're really good they're great yeah. i love those yeah, guys those, yeah their instrumental work is just dude they they put songs together i'll, I'll give them that Dude, they're amazing, man. I feel like they get I, I feel like they get the upright bass in there as well. They're great. A little jazz bass, you know. Little, little jazz face, baby. Uh-huh. That's Ooh. right. That's Dude, the new we, social network platform. Talking milli- millennials, man. Millennials, dude. We are like, we're in this. Do you have this sense that that boomers have screwed us over, or are you more like optimistic about things? Um, I think that with how we're, oh, wow. My thought just went down a really long one. So I'll make it short. <laughs> <laughs> boomers screwed us if we keep on using the system that the boomers created. But if we yeah. as millennials, if we take over and change the system, then we'll be fine. Like we have to fix the problems that we were given. If we just allow for the system to continue to be in place, it's, you know, the whole bullshit with McConnell coming out after voting not to impeach Trump saying the next hour after walking out of the Senate, Oh no, he, he definitely incited the riot. We just can't impeach him. It's this boomers won't take responsibility for anything. They'll say, Oh yeah, this is messed up, but never, they, they aren't taking the actions that are needed. I just want to sweep of the Congress and the Senate, all millennials. I want everybody to be under 40. Yeah, get them all out. Everybody out. out. We have the voting power right now. We are the largest voting block. We can kick out everybody. Yeah. We're the largest voting block um, 
next year will be the first time yeah. we're the largest voting bloc. And I don't even care if, if it's a Republican millennial, if it's a Democrat millennial, conservative, liberal, libertarian, environmentalist. I don't just care as long about as any of it. Yeah. Just as long as they're young and they yeah. know that technology is an important issue. Mm-hmm. And it just it's really easy. You can get your 50,000 or 10,000 or whatever votes you need to get on the ballot and just make that your claim. I'm young. Who cares? I don't care if you're inexperienced. I don't care about any of it. Just you want to do it? You want to take on that job? You feel like you're you can handle it? Sure. I'll give you a chance what? because Dude. so far nobody's doing shit. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's hard to blame things on just one problem, but I think a massive amount of toxicity is going on because look how ancient we're in 2021 and the people running the country are ancient. Yeah. Like that is absolutely one of the bigger problems that Mm -hmm. needs to be addressed by term limits. I don't care. Keep like, let all these motherfuckers stay in as long as they want, but make a grandfather clause and make a bill. So you get term limits, grandfather, all the people that are in, let them stay as long as they want. Screw Mm -hmm. them. I don't care. But anyone that hasn't been elected yet needs to have a term limit. Yeah. Or I also, the only, so yeah, term limits or just gaps know how for instance how the gubernatorial system works in virginia you can be the governor but then you have to stop and then you can run again but then you have to stop yeah so that there is this just i mean that makes sense continuation of and just like you said it's the bitterness i mean these old rivalries of just pure hatred towards each other have been going on for 20 30 40 years between some of them and you look at it too, people's brains and opinions like solidify around the age of 25. Like what year in time were these people t- 25, like the sixties? <laughs> yeah. Like, like all their policies are like for the 1970s. It's just, it's nuts. And I'm glad that finally your boy down in Georgia, our boy down in Georgia, first millennial Senator. It's about time. Mm-hmm. And about time. With you know, the, it'll be interesting to see where like the money comes from for the younger candidates. You know, it's going to be a lot of tech money. It's going to be a lot of, it's these big new industries that have been created that will be supporting the younger senators, congressmen, um, elected officials. And so we're still going to have a lot of that same corruption. We're still going to have a lot of special interests. That's not going to go away unless we really change how you finance yeah. your campaigns, which I'm completely hopefully okay crowdsourcing, with. crowdfunding. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and you can't, and I would also be okay with saying that there's a limit with how much you can donate to a campaign. Absolutely. I, there's I gotta be a yeah. limit. I, I don't know what that limit is, but I, my knee jerk reaction says 10,000 bucks. Well, for, I think it's individual comp, uh, for, an individual contribution that I believe there is a limit, but you can create super PACs to yeah. well, exactly. represent so it, your interests, but not exactly. the, this was not endorsed by, or this was endorsed by the people for the, you know, election of yada, yada. Which is why that rule is bullshit. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's silly. Oh, um, it's, it's so silly. And, you know, I thought that, I thought that the system would have snapped by now. Like, I'm not talking about full-on anarchy, but I'm talking about, like, one one party 
completely the dam breaking and one party just gets completely washed out. So we will wait and see next election if that dam has broken. Well, I would what I would love to see, and this is definitely not going to happen and I'm not organizing it at all. And I don't even know if it's out there, but just like a young part, like just a millennial party. And it doesn't matter about your politics. The only rule is that you're under you're under 45. Like make that, make that like the benchmark, you're under 45 and then you create, that would force a coalition government. So it wouldn't be a two party system. If we could get 20 people, 20 or 30 people into the house and really seven senators into the Senate, you, it would force a coalition government. You would have to start making compromises. You would have to go and say, all right, it's not just our control. And then we're going to vote. However, our ridiculous leader of whatever house or Senate is both sides are crazy. Yeah. They're <laughs> both just, insane. They're both insane. Marching orders. When did it's reminds me of like a military system. If McConnell says Republicans vote this way, they vote this way. If uh, who's the new speaker of the house, I forget. Nancy. Not, Oh, I'm sorry. Spe- um, the majority leader for the Senate. Oh, Chucky. Chucky. That's right. Yeah. Chucky um, Schumer. Yep. Good old Schumer. Uh, yeah. Schumer says, you know, do this. That's going to get done. It's just ridiculous. I mean, they're both the legions both, to the party, not the people. Both sides are certifiably insane. Uh, granted, Republicans have a more toxic, more insane version. But See, I want to. Yeah, I would say toxic. More toxic. Yes. More insane. I don't know, because the, the Democrats have created this like allure that it's the higher than thou it's the we're better than and i think that that's just as insane and really just as toxic it, it oh the woke, this, the, woke, the woke culture you mean not not even the woke culture just the idea of liberalism as a whole is we're more progressive we're we've moved forward we are we're capable of change and because of change it's for the better and from that it's the you know the please and thank you party but because of that, it's not a, a genuine thanks or gratefulness. It, it's this appealing to uh, like the good nature of people. It's saying like, if you're good, then you have to vote for the Democratic Party because we're the party for the people. And it's just pandering to that side. It's, oh, well, I, the corporate Democrats disgust me. The yeah. people that are like kind of like pandering to people, but also just taking fistfuls of cash from don- donations. Yeah. But uh big donors. The whole thing is fucked. And uh, I'm just hopeful, mm-hmm. very hopeful that um, the tides will turn because millennials are the biggest voting block now. Yeah. Uh, it's so crazy. It's so weird, the timing of everything. Like we become the, the biggest voting block, the election after the insurrection. It's just mm-hmm. the, t- the timing is just crazy on that. But we have to also remember that a lot of, you know, the guys and gals that marched into the Capitol were our generation. It wasn't just old timers. No. Well, that that's true. But actually, if you look at the data, uh, Wyoming is the only red state if you're taking if you're only looking at millennials. For what do you mean? Oh, for voting? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm saying that there were a lot of millennials that were in Washington on the day of the insurrection. I'm just saying oh, that there is still sure. this, there is still this 
divide and this hatred and this, oh, we, between, you know, even our generation. And the only way I think to get past that is to just get rid of what we have. Well, you mean, yeah. So red heavily skews older and blue heavily skews younger is Mm -hmm. basically how it goes. And yeah. Uh, And then what else with most of the, they've also seen that a lot of the, you know, people that showed up on the sixth, they were from blue states. Really? And it was, yeah, it's, it's blue. It's, it was like Trump's supporters in blue districts are who showed up. Wow. And it was because of anger. It was just straight up. Like I am not represented this you know, this dude doesn't represent me. I don't want him in office. I'm going to go do some crazy stuff. And that <laughs> we're going to go up. stop yeah. the steal. If you have, if you're the majority, and even if you get upset at the minority, you're like, man, we're still going to win because we have the numbers. But if you're surrounded by people that you don't agree with, and you're being constantly told like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You're just going to get angry. And those little tiny minorities groups can and will react and we need to take we need to take into account the minorities everywhere across the board um regardless of you know race creed gender anything if you're a minority we need to remember that 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 anger is going to be there in any minority group anywhere if they're you know subject to the whims of the majority it's true, man. It's true. We're, we got a lot to figure out, but I think we've solved the world's problems. We did. Day. I think so. Also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think give, that was a good give one. our, give ourselves a pat on the back and a flick in the mustache. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever tell me what your superpower would be? Oh, my, no, we yeah. didn't. My, yeah. So mine would definitely, mine would definitely be uh, invisibility, but if, if I could Creep. control time, if I could control time, oh, that's I would right. Do, yeah, you'd pause it. Yeah, I would pause it. But uh, I, I'm I kind of weigh between invisibility and reading. I, I would probably do reading minds, actually, to be honest. But yeah. um, that would be trippy. I would have to kind of regulate it somehow. It would just be too addicting. The moment that your superpower gets out, though, you're an outcast. You are secluded. Like nobody will ever want to be around you. Yeah. Well, that's the case with any superpower. I don't know strength. People be like, "Ah, oh, he's just strong." Whatever. Yeah. Like you just hey, want to be messed with. They'd be like, "All right." <laughs> hey, Lance, give me a super strong hand job. Yeah. Or it's like, "Hey, uh, what are you doing this weekend? I need help moving." Damn yeah. It. Like that's all you would be. You would just be the permanent be mover a mo- for your friends. You'd be a you'd be a mover. <laughs> Shaker and a mover, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would probably. That's a hard one, but fl- they're all so good. Like I think. It's just frustrating that you have to pick one. Um, flying would be sick, man. Yeah. I mean, most super humans have multiple superpowers. It's That's not true. just one. It's you are not wrong. Yeah. I mean, watching WandaVision, that has been apparently very clear. Yeah. I've only seen the first episode. It was good. It was fun. Yeah, it's a it's a weird show, but I've I've seen up till the end of it. It's very bizarre, but very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. <laughs> But all right, but, brother. Well, yeah, fun little chat Lance, today. Lance, rat attack. Uh huh. But cool, dude. Out.
Well, yeah. All right. Well, everybody out there, go shock your brain with a nine volt and yeah, you millennials just, uh, create a new party. Exactly. That's what we decided today. Um, I'd, we'll just call it the nine volt party. The nine volt toaster party. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's a good one, man. <laughs> I mean, I think you and I could be the presidents. Ah, it'd be a joint president. There's not vice. Yeah. It would be co-presidents. There's no more yeah. vice. I like joint presidents because that's got the word joint in it. Mm-hmm. The joint presidents. It's like every yeah. day you just have to go in. You have to light up one of the, the cross joints. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and our cabinet would they'd be they wouldn't be called secretaries. They'd be called seniors. Seniors. Yeah. What if it's a woman? Then Senor, senorita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be yeah. Just name it. Yeah. I like it. I don't know why we would call it that, but okay. I'll, I'll give it to you since we're co-presidents. I'll, I'll give you this one. I'll, I'll take the next one. Joint presidents. Joint presidents. Joint presidents. I'm sorry. But cool, <laughs> brother. <laughs> well, good chatting with you. And we out of your sensei. are out.